And this parliament enacted a number of cross-cutting pieces of legislation and include, for example, the Mineral and Petroleum Resource uh, Development Act, National Water Act, and number sector of specific pieces of legislation under the National Environmental Management Act, NEMA. This is in keeping with parliament mandate of actively passing law and oversee implement, implementing policies that are pro-gender representative and environmental sensitive, sensitive. The 2021 SONA outlined government commitment to an economy recovery pathway that takes in account the climate change that treats our environmental health, economy, socioeconomy, development and economic growth. Honorable House Chair, our government is committed not only to fulfill the country's commitment under the National Framework Convention on Climate Change and its Paris Agreement, but also it promises a healthy environment as stipulated in our constitution and sustain, uh, sustainable economic development. The 2021 budget vote 32 takes place under very trying global health and economic circumstances, honorable chair. The COVID-19 pandemic outbreak last has left many economies under severe economic strain and our economies no exception. This compounded by the fact that our economy was already struggling to grow and to create much needed job opportunity. Honorable members, we know that since 2013, our economy has recorded below 2% growth rate, and this meant decrease gross domestic product per capita. As a result, our national debt to GDP has been increased. Minister Tito Mboweni, in his budget speech 2021, indicated that government physical consolidating seek to promote economic growth while bringing debt under control with an intention to stabilize uh, it at 88.9% of GDP by 2025 and 2026. Honorable members, the select committee has taken note to the impact of the budget reduction in this vote allocation and the impact on this will have on specific programs such as biodiversity conservation, less allocation in biodiversity conservation program will affect EC Mangalizo Wetland Park Authority and South African National Park those lines of march to conserve biodiversity in South Africa. The committee recommended that the following to the minister. In light of, of the economy challenge and the budget cuts, the department should work closely with SOE to streamline their operations 
and services to ensure continuity of critical services and contribution towards the economic recovery. There is a need to fast track the eradication and control and invasive alien plant, specific those directed affecting our limited water resource and water bodies, like the water hyacinth. We welcome the targeted integrated uh, permitting system that will assist organizing who contribute controlling the invasive alien plants through process them into the new and useful products. In the light of ongoing water shortage across the most of our municipality, waste dumping in our bodies, water bodies in continued challenge, such as dumping of the disposables and other forms of waste. The provinces and the municipality should be brought on board in waste economy master plan and as be assisted in waste management to protect our limited resource. There is a need to continue to improve and maintain our weather and air qualities monitoring station network to enable timely Warning to pro protect our community infrastructure for extreme weather events. The department should work closely with work across South Africa. The department, especially those those are developing, implementing their own climate change adoption strategy. In their administration, honorable chairperson, the implicit reading of the South African constitution presents us not only with the embodiment of reformative, transformative, restorative, and redressive character of our constitution democracy, but equally presents us with a silent developmental aspiration of demo, a democratic state. Developmental state theories defined as developmental state as a state which is enabled to set a developmental goal and willing to create a sustainable policy climate and an institution, institutional structure to promote economic growth and state-driven socio-economic development. A developmental state is understood as such as a state that brings about rapid and sustainable transformation in our country's economy and socio-economic condition through active, in intensive, and effective intervention in structural causes of economic or social underdeveloped. The objective can be achieved by the state that active and does not only look at prop producing regulation and legislation, 
the great first concern as the legislators is on the impact that the policy implementation has an ordinary people on the ground. In the National Development, Honorable Chair, the National Development Plan said that the development state needs to be capable and require leadership, sound policies, skilled managers, and clear work lines of accountability, appropriate system and consistent fair application of roles. It is for this reason that we encouraged by the approaching taken by the department in responding of some of the auditor general findings made by the, the uh, for the previous financial year. Thank you, the department. We are doing very well. Noting that, uh, that the reduction of the vote allocation and impact will place the compensation of employee and further limited on the new employee recruitment. We are optimistic that the, this vote will see the department responding well to matters of good governance and compliance with the legislative require for effective financial management. Honorable members, this vote will again contribute towards the nation transformation agenda by realizing the placement of about 50% in senior management positions, ocean and coast. South Africa has one of the longest coastal on the African continent. Uh, provide a great a lot of potential for economic growth and development. The Marine Living Resource Fund, the economy reconstruction, the, the economy reconstruction and recovery plan recognize the potential presence by the small harbor to contribute significantly to local economic development. Again, honorable member, we note progress that the department has made in allocating fishing rights to a total about 110 small-scale fishing cooperative in Northern Cape, Eastern Cape, and KwaZulu-Natal. This year, we'll further, further allocate, allocation of about 31 fishing rights in the Western Cape province. We recognize more still needs to be done in helping develop the small scale fisheries. And we would like to call upon the various stakeholders in fishery sector to continue to play meaningful role in helping the development of small scale fisheries. The aquaculture bill is to be as, a present, as presented in our annual performance plan will be revived this year. The department plans to, to stimulate economic growth through chemical waste and economy pakiza by creating 5,500 jobs over the midterm this, this year. The department target to create 2,000 
of much needed job. Let's learn, lesson learned from COVID-19 pandemic, this importance of the minimal cost associated with the prevention and uh, preparedness to ensure that we sustain improves service delivery under trying time. As you conclude. In, conclu in conclusion, uh, honorable chairperson, the budget vote for, uh, for consideration and adoption by this house. I would like to indicate that the select committee has raised concern with the department and are very much encouraged by the proactive and progressive stance taken by the minister and the deputy minister in responding to this, including raise the auditor general. This vote is very transforma transformative and meaningful contributed towards achievement of the department. Honorable Chairperson, as we celebrate uh, Africa Day, I would like to take this mo uh, moment to reflect on the struggle of African women like myself, where I have overcome and faced with the apartheid government minority, especially women, with their policies. Under the ANC government, we have seen more women being empowered and actively participating in the economy through all the service. I hope we all get extra time like this, Honorable Chair. Thank you, Honorable Mojise. Thank you, Honorable Dise. The next speaker is Honorable Labuskahne. Honorable Labuskahne. Good morning, Chair. Honorable Chair. Honorable Minister. Honorable Modise. Honorable Modise. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Honourable Chair, Honourable Minister, Honourable Members, the Department of Environment, Forestry and Fisheries mission statement, namely to lead South Africa in sustainable development towards a better quality of life for all, is essential given that we are a developing country struggling to keep our economy afloat. We are desperately want we all desperately want a better quality of life, and we all know our quality of life is being influenced by various factors, such as if we have access or not to basic services, such as water, electricity, sewage, refuse removal, a job, and food to eat. Yes, Chair, I am aware that we are not busy with the cocktail budget vote. But all these basic services and needs cannot be met if we do not ensure today that our natural resources and environment are being protected, conserved, and sustained for tomorrow. The serious impact of the coronavirus is showcasing us our vulnerabilities as human beings, as well as our extreme vulnerabilities when governments fail to, in their role to plan, mitigate and adapt to natural disasters as we are experiencing at the moment. South Africa's response to COVID-19 and the devastating economic impact thereof, mostly due to poor planning and decisions, will be part uh, of our history. 
against the backdrop of Kaylee reports, corruption, and a lack of political will to save our country instead of political ideas. I have not been well. It is now more critical I than Honorable Mimon, please. To prioritize sustainability to ensure a better quality of life for all. That being said, Chair, another crisis happening is the visible extreme weather conditions as part of climate change and impact thereof us on our daily lives. Whether you agree with the causes of climate change or not, the fact of the matter is that we have to cope with the impact thereof, just as we have to learn to cope with COVID-19. This department is currently the custodian and driver of South Africa's response to climate change. We have adopted the Paris Agreement, which forms part of every conference of parties or COP as we call it, which grants access to funding from climate change donor organizations and institutions as one of the things. In the annual performance plan, it is rightfully indicated that the department continues to focus on a low carbon economy and climate resilient society, as well as facilitating an economy that is low in carbon emissions and uses natural resources efficiently by facilitating the implementation of green initiatives and projects. It makes reference to the National Climate Change Adaptation Strategy and National Climate Change Bill, which will equip South Africa to manage and mitigate climate change effects. This is all good and well and highly appreciated, Minister. But what is not appreciated is the inability of this government to break through the silo model of functioning in a time where we need innovative, transversal and out-of-the-box thinking and management. An illustration of that is the management of our energy resources, our electricity crisis with ESCOM, our links to coal and fossil fuels, and the inability and lack of political will to steer the country on a road of renewable energy as a response on cli of climate action. That brings me to the recent touted solutions of power ships for emergency power. This department received the environmental impact assessments, considering social and economic impact on the environment, including marine resources and small scale fishing of the car power ship on 26 April of this year and has 57 days to respond. Honorable Chair, the ESCOM crisis is every person's crisis at, as it has an economic impact on each and every person, family, business, industry and organization. The environmental impact and the sustainability of these power ships is therefore the business of all our people. I call on Mr. Kreis, Minister Creasy to not only communicate the department's response on this EIA to the so-called affected communities and role players, as it is the first EIA of this kind being done in South Africa. By publishing the report, it demonstrates that I call on the Sorry, I call on Mr. Chris not only to communicate the department's response on this EIA, but also to publish the report as it will demonstrate the government's willingness to transparency and accountability. South Africans are in desperate need to trust the government on decisions that impact on our lives and livelihoods. Honorable Chair, we also have our draft national nationally determined contributions approved in concert by cabinet in March this year as part of South Africa's commitment under the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, ahead of the 26th Conference of Parties in Glasgow in November. The Climate Parliament is going to launch the Green Grid Initiative at COP26. Energy ministers from eight leading countries will be part of this initiative. If South Africa is serious about sustainability and a better life for all and determined to implement green projects and initiatives by prioritizing prioritizing renewable energy as one of the solutions. Not only should the delegation of this department attend this COP, but the president, guided by Minister Creasy, should commit to a green grid initiative in South Africa. 
that would be a solution for all our rural areas and poor communities against the backdrop of failing local governments instead of the so-called district development model plan. Honorable Chair, climate change models provide us guidance and direction on how we need to respond to our risk exposure. Experts in the field of climate change, like Professor Bruce Hewitt from the University of Cape Town, highlights that risk exposure is regional dependent and thus requires detailed understanding at the regional decision scale. The importance of local research with local content is essential. Support from the department specifically to local governments, as mentioned throughout the strategic plan, is welcomed. However, the limitation of or non-existent budget linked to it is what's lacking. The focus on conservation and protection of our water resources, specifically in our major catchment areas, are welcomed. Conservation as well as restoration and rehabilitation of degraded ecosystems like wetlands and estuaries is critical. But again, the lack of transversal integrated responses and budget linked to these plans often results in an inability to respond to grand scale pollution of our rivers and dams, our unintended consequences that could have a or unintended consequences that could have a devastating and lasting negative economic impact on communities such, such as St. Lucia. That brings me to the proposed intention to increase protected areas managed by the state from 81% to 90%, which in itself is welcomed. However, the main custodian of protected areas of the state is Sun Parks. A significant cut to Sun Parks, as well as Isimangalingo's budget, however, is a concern. The department's expectation that infrastructure development and upgrades, especially in main Sun Park facilities, will increase growth income remains to be seen, particularly given the fact that the tourism is the main stream of income. Pre-COVID, these facilities mainly drew overseas tourists based on their affordability. Against, again, the government's COVID response to tourism, especially local tourism, can hardly be seen as the savior of a balance sheet of sandparks. As a resident of the Western Cape, I welcome the relocation of Ubuntu Wildlife Sanctuary to Mossel Bay in the Western Cape, the number one run, best run local municipality in the country in a pr province focusing on transversal management. We further welcome the plan for 400 biodiversity entrepreneurs and 23 benefit sharing organizations or initiatives, as well as the sector jobs, resilience plans in coal, agriculture, tourism, petrol-based and, and the metal sector. We will monitor the impact of job creation and will request regular feedback on these plans through the standing committee. The waste management plan by the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research and the Department of Trade and Industry and Competition to improve waste management and the ultimate goal of a circular economy is important. With a backdrop of previous corruption resulting in forensic reports in the waste bureau, as well as widespread inability of financial management on local government level, the question begs to be asked if it's not time for ring fence conditional grants for integrated waste management to local governments, Minister. Hopefully, the revision of the Forest Amendment Bill, eliciting lots of public participation, will result in a framework for increased sustainability. Honorable Chair, the legislative framework for the departments is, is, is extensive and most probably the, be, the least known by all citizens, but what we noticed in our daily lives, we're not properly implemented or we're not updated timelessly. Most of the legal le legislation has been through a process of review in the recent past or currently, except the Marine Living Resources Act. 
The unhappiness of various groups in the public, such as small-scale fishers and people catching fish to have food on the table, is a direct consequence of a legal framework that creates caveats regarding policy and the impact on people's lives and livelihoods. Honorable Chair, I do hope that the Presidential Climate Change Coordinating Commission, as the Minister start, um, introduced and um, made a lot of mention of in the beginning of a speech, um, and of which the department will host the secretariat at the cost of 33 million rand, will embrace the importance of a sustainable and resilient society creating a better life for us all. Seems its business as usual following in the footsteps of the COVID-19 command council model, where no oversight has been allowed, centralization of power is more important than the Bill of Rights, Initiatives to support our people financially during a crisis becomes a further opportunity for corruption and enriching the politically connected few will result not only in a failed government party, but a failed state and eventually a failed country. Quite the opposite of what the DA perceives as a better life for all. Honorable Chair, I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Lovuskahne. The next speaker is Honorable Nzube. Honorable Nzube. No, no, thank you very much, Honorable House Chair, the Honorable Minister, Deputy Minister, members of the Council. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, please allow me to start off my speech on this budget policy debate by acknowledging that today is the important day in the history of a liberation struggle on the African continent. It was on this very same day, 58 years ago, in 1963, when independent African state gathered in the capital city of Addis Ababa in Ethiopia to establish the Organization for African Unity, that is today known as the African Union. The African National Congress also participated in that historic conference, in laying the cornerstone for a liberated continent the founding fathers of the OAU had interest and well wishes of the African youth at heart. This was evidenced in 2006 when the AU adopted African Youth Charter as a policy framework prescribing responsibilities to member states for the development of youth. Article 13 and Article 19 of African Youth Charter draws uh, interlinks between education, skills development, sustainable development and protection of the environment and in article 26 states that the protection of the environment and conservation of nature as one of the main responsibilities faced by the african youth it is important to ensure that effective legislative framework to ensure that south africa meets its climate change and environmental obligation under the under sadec au and the united nations various agencies and instruments. The strict adherence to carbon tax is necessary to ensure legal compliance. Honorable House Chair, I am raising the matter of youth development in the context of this budget vote debate to illustrate that the development has to be sustainable and sustainability can partly be achieved through investment in young people and in the preservation and conservation of the environment and its natural resources. I believe that, uh, furthermore, 
the matter is raised as a statement that young people in South Africa have, have a role to play in protection and conservation of the environment and natural resources of this country and the continent and the world at large. Throughout South Africa, more and more young people are becoming aware of importance of keeping a clean environment and positive impact on the citizens' health and well-being. Section 24 of the South African Constitution provides a legislative framework to ensure that citizens of this country, especially younger citizens, are not, are not exposed to an environment that is harmful and detrimental to their health and well-being. South Africa South Africa's just transition to a climate resilient and lower carbon economy society is clearly articulated in the white paper on national climate change response. Honorable members, climate change remains the reality of our modern day and His Excellency President Ramaphosa in his State of the Nation address in February of this year. Having taken into account the threat posed by COVID-19 to our people and the economy, said that, and I quote, as we mobilize all of the resources at our disposal to support economic recovery, we cannot lose sight of the threat that climate change poses our environmental health, so, so socioeconomic development and, eco and economic growth. This reaffirms the government commitment to con government commitment as contained in the ANC 2019 National Election Manifesto that South Africa should take forward its responsibilities in fight against climate change. In briefing action and life into this commitment, government has published the, uh, published the nationally determined contribution, and this will boost climate change mitigation and adoption strategy. It has becoming imperative of times to ensure the employ of effective and of effect, effective and effective climate change mitigation and, and adaptation strategy. Climate change has caused extreme weather events causing serious damages to property, infrastructure, agriculture, pro productivity, and the loss of human life. As, a previous, as previously indicated in this house by the, minister, by, by the minister, the introduction of the climate change bill aims to build the country's effective climate change response and provide for a just transition to a climate resilient and lower carbon economy and society within the framework of an environmentally sustainable development. Finally, Honorable House Chair, it is worth noting that Chapter 3 of the Climate Change Bill spells out the responsibilities of provinces and municipalities in terms of climate change response. Government has adopted national adaptation strategy, which provides for an integrated and coordinated approach to, man to managing adaptation measures to the impact of climate change by all state organs, including local communities. It is... It is the oversight interest of Parliament to see full implementation of this strategy in order to realize government's commitment to climate change mitigation plan. Honorable House Chair, the quality of every brief has a deliberate impact on the quality of our livelihood and the health of citizens. One of the medium-term strategy framework outcome to realize 80 air quality monitoring stations 
reporting to South African air quality information system, meeting data recovery standard at 75%. It is expected that an increase in the number of air quality monitoring stations will effectively help realize our transition to a low carbon uh, energy. In closing, Honorable House Chair, I stand on behalf of the ANC to support this budget vote 32 for the Department of Environment, Forest, Fisheries for the financial year 2021-2022. From the opening statement in the beginning, it is evident that it is the collective responsibility of all citizens to protect and, co- and conserve the environment that we all live in. The younger generation cannot place entirely on the older generation and the poor can no longer blame the rich or vice versa. We must all take action and account to literally drive my point home, Honorable House Chair. The collective progressive approach to social compacting through district model was high display during the visit by Deputy Minister of Environment, Forest, Fisheries, Honorable Sochutuf to the Free State Province in April to gain first at hand insight on infrastructure development on the Tule Dam facility and went on to see unveiling of art of about, I think, 12 million environmental education center in Kwakwaputadichab. Lastly, honorable members, we have taken good notice of progress being made by department uh, in the waste management program and the support being given in a form of skip being used to improve waste management services in the local municipalities. What remains of me now, Honorable House Chair, is to send my gratitude to you and the opportunity to be given a responsibility and then see to participate in this debate. Thank you very much. Well Thank done. You. Well done, Honorable Well done. Thank you, Honorable Nsube. The next speaker is the Free State MEC Economic and Small Business Development, Tourism and Environmental Affairs, Honorable MEC Mohale. Honorable MEC Mohale. Piano. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Honorable members. And, and, and uh, let me also uh, take this opportunity to wish all the Africans a uh, happy Africa Day. According to dictionary.com, now. Uh, apologies, Chair. Uh, every living let's, organism. Let's, let's hope, let's hope, ABC, you are not driving and you are getting a GPS, give you direction. <laughs> no, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a phone, I'm in the house. Uh, 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 no, chair. that was for a lighter note, I know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know, uh, Every living organism relies on good air, good water, and good earth for survival. The health of the planet influences on our own personal health and well-being as well as that of our families, communities, societies, and economies. The interdependence of society, economy, environment, and nature is a foundation of the concept 
of sustainable development around many pillars that constitute our society. Honorable Chair, economic development, a growing population and increasing rates of urbanization in South Africa have resulted in increased waste generation, generation which undermine efforts in implementing effective waste management among our communities. A number of issues continue to be challenges for effective waste management. Among the biggest contributors to the challenges are, but not limited to ineffective data collection systems and lack of compliance, enforcement capacity, lack of education and awareness among stakeholders within the waste sector. Operational costs for management of waste is one of them, and the need to support waste reduction at the local government level, as well as availability for suitable land for waste disposal, lack of structured incentives for reduction and recycling or the reuse of waste. We would like to reiterate our support to the Honorable Minister in the department, and we further commit that we will also be a part to the support towards the implementation of the national, national waste management strategy, which advocates to a large extent on the five key components of steps, which one relates to avoidance and reduction, which is aimed or seeks to say products and materials must be designed in a manner that minimizes their waste components. As the reuse component uh, is around that materials can be used for similar or different purposes without changing the form or properties. This approach seeks to reuse a product when it reaches its end or its useful life. And the recycling, which involves separating materials from the waste stream and processing them as products or raw materials. And the recovery constitutes reclaiming particular components or materials or using the waste as a fuel amongst others. And the fifth and the last one, which is about treatment and disposal, which refers to the process that is designed to minimize the environmental impact of waste by changing the physical properties of waste or separating out those that destroying components before the disposal. And to address some of this, we further welcome the initiatives by the departments, which to a large extent seeks to integrate the cooperation between the local government, the provincial sphere, in, in the process whereby the job creation will also be prioritized. There are a number of, pro of programs that are undertaken, which have, at the end of the day, have resulted in number of jobs being created. We fully support the initiative, as the minister has outlined, that this particular budget vote will continue to ensure that, indeed, waste is money. Under conservation of biodiversity, we have noticed that conservation of biodiversity is getting increasingly important as the vastness of the Earth's natural environment continues to shrink due to modern developments and various land issues. We would like to also uh, salute those landowners who have seen the importance of putting their land up for this particular purpose. 
We have seen number of uh, uh, landowners, particularly in the province of the Free State, where the farmers have availed their land to ensure that it is used for conservation purposes. We are proud as a province of the Free States that more than 7,000 hectares of land has been put forth and it will soon be gazetted to ensure that uh, such land is used uh, uh, for conservation, particularly in the eastern part of the province of the Free State. The grassland is not only essential for food production, they are also critical for the water production uh, through what is called filtration and for carbon sequestration, which will ultimately be critical in our fight against climate change. Wetlands are commonly associated with valleys floor and are mostly recognized by dense stems of reeds, sedges, and other aquatic plants, though not all of these characteristics are not typical for all the wetlands. Nonetheless, collectively, all of these different wetland types provide a consistent and clean supply of water at no charge to the society. The services provided by the wetlands, however, extends beyond providing water and includes other benefits such as providing an environmental that supports a range of economic activities such as tourism. The Steelquay Flay Nature Reserve in the Free State is also such an example of such which provides materials such as fish that can be harvested or sold and consumed to support the livelihoods. Managing wetlands has proven to be challenging and requires basic knowledge of where they are in the landscape and where other landscape features are relatively to the wetlands. We have also taken a lead in this regard and we have developed a new and innovative approach for mapping wetlands not previously used in South Africa. The hope is that this new mapping, which has also been adopted by South African National Biodiversity Institute for improving the wetland national wetland inventory will provide new and better information to support improved wetland management, particularly in the free state. We further welcome the good support that we are receiving from the national department in this regard. Honorable Chair, we would like to indicate that we fully support the efforts of the national department, as the minister has indicated, on the fight against environmental crimes. The province of the Free State is one of those that has seen a drastical decline around all of this, uh, 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 these crimes. And we have recorded as a province uh, throughout the years, the lowest of the only nine incidents in the past uh, reporting year, as opposed to the previous years and all the other uh, areas around the, the rhino poaching. And we would like to attributes this to the visibility and the increased activities uh, of our environmental management inspectors, the EMIs. And under biodiversity economy, we would like to further support the strategic partnerships that we have seen uh, uh, between the department as well as uh, the private sector, particularly on one of those programs, the Black Rain Ranchers, where we have seen a number of Black people being supported through the donation of the strategic uh, uh, species. And to this end, the Free State has taken cue where we have seen now towards the end of the last financial years, where we have passed special appropriation bill 
uh, where 40 black game ranchers, which, which included the, the young people and the women, where they were assisted or donated with the game in order to ensure that the black people are not just spectators, but they participate meaningfully in that particular space, which has always been previously dominated by others, but the black people were not uh, uh, been part. We further want to appreciate one of the strategic partnerships between the department and the province of the Free State on the issues of aquaculture. Even though in the province of the Free State, the, the program is still led uh, or is still being coordinated at the Agriculture and Rural Department, the project of Karib Fishichari, which is uh, located just outside the Harib Dam in the province of the Free State, is one of those examples where the strategic relationships are bearing fruit because number of jobs are already created and we still anticipate that with that particular strategic partnership led by the department under the leadership of the honorable minister and the uh, deputy minister that uh, that project becomes a success we further want to uh, uh, support and appreciate uh, 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 that particular uh, initiative and under protected areas, we welcome the strategy as announced by the Honorable Minister around the, the protected areas. And the province of the Free State has taken a decision that as part of our response to COVID-19, in order to navigate the balance between livelihood and life, was to identify all of these protected areas, particularly the resorts, which were previously used for other purposes, to be used for ecotourism uh, 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 purposes. We have further undertaken many initiatives to identify some of these resorts, one of them being Sunfeld, which is very popular with nature enthusiasts, as well as routine uh, 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 tourist uh, uh, activities. Part of the benefit that we would derive out of that is that we would be able not to use the resort as a recreational activity, but to also change the mindset of society that they need to connect with nature. And for that end, Honorable Chair, the province of the Free State in responding to the strategy around the protected areas as announced by the Honorable Minister has taken a decision to use all the strategic reserves to make them accessible to the people at no cost to further intertwine with number of activities which are appealing to society, particularly for the young people, because we need to bridge the gap between the attitude of society, whereby the, the protected areas are only thought as an activity or as the areas which would only appeal to a certain, only certain side of the society. We need to bring young people, particularly the learners, to be close to nature, where we would have programs which will start very soon, where they would spend quite a number of time, particularly over the weekends, in our reserves to really interact. Uh, 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 with all these natural spaces there for their benefit and understanding, as they have not had that opportunity in the past and the nature of their economic status does not allow them to be able to have those uh, expensive resources to can uh, spend the time in them. So as a province of the free state, we welcome uh, uh, the, the vote is delivered by the Honorable uh, 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 Minister, and we like to say the province of the free state, we fully support because the, the, the vote has been delivered. 
speaks to us the, the ruling party has committed itself around the transformation and around the environmental conservation uh, in its manifesto, as well as the resolution of the governing party in the previous, the, re, the recent one being in Nazareth, that we need to use all the components of environment for the betterment of the lives of our people. I thank you. Thank you, The next uh, speaker is Honorable Arnold. Honorable Arnold. Thank you, our chairperson. Moi Prado Arnold. This is an urgent call to you to end the corruption in your department and entities under your management. The country is bleeding of corruption and the poor is suffering under your government. Under your what? In a single year, irregular expenditure jumped from 342 million to 2.9 billion due to inadequate monitoring of compliance with supply chain management laws and regulations. Taxpayers' money under your watch, Minister, is not spent in a responsible manner. Fruitless expenditure relates to prepayments made to implementing agents, vendors, and suppliers for goods and services that were not in line with contractual arrangements and agreed deliverables. Cancellation of travel or no-so accommodation, payments of interest and penalties, payments to vet charged by non-vet vendors, damaged stock, misuse of vehicles, and overpayments to suppliers continues as usual. Supply chain management irregularities also includes procurement without inviting competitive bids. This is a common trend in the environmental portfolio. ESCOM and SASL is still the two of the biggest polluters in the country. Under your management, Communities staying in and around forest and natural resources are not benefiting at all. Small-scale fishers that are in need of environmental justice are not enjoying the benefits of South Africa's resources. Instead, you had to approach the High Court to scrap the flawed process followed in awarding small-scale fishing rights in the Western Cape. Your department is not in touch with the conditions that small-scale fishers find themselves in. Part of the mandate of this department is to ensure the protection of the environment for future generations to enjoy. Residents of Wentwalk in Durban, KwaZulu-Natal province that were affected by the explosion at the Enzen refinery in December last year, are still aggrieved by the lack of urgency in addressing the aftermath of the explosion. Residents were left traumatized and hundreds of homes damaged, damaged 
the health and safety concerns of this community needs urgent attention. Minister, it seems the only time it's a crime to contravene environmental laws is when the offenders are poor indigenous black people, as in the case of the members of the Obani community in the Eastern Cape province who were found guilty of fishing in a marine protected area adjacent to the Dweza uh, Twebe Nature Reserve. Thankfully, the appeal court eventually upheld their appeal against the sentence and conviction. This is what communities must go through in order to exercise their customary rights. Chairperson, forestry products contributes at least 4.5% to total manufacturing, placing it amongst the top five sectors in manufacturing. In less than 10 years, export earnings have also trembled with the section providing a positive trade balance of close to 10 billion. Much of forestry operations are rurally based, making it a significant contributor to rural economies, supporting close to 700,000 livelihoods. As the economic freedom fighters, we are also concerned of the almost 380 million for tenders awarded to preferential bidders created especially for these tenderpreneurs. At least 87% of irregular expenditure in your department relates to inadequate internal controls designed and implemented. In addition, fraud and misconduct amounts to more than 1.5 billion worth of allocations. Minister, your failure to oversee the resources of South Africa with effectiveness and responsibility will go down in the history books of this country. As the economic freedom fighters, we are not supporting the budget vote 32 environment, forestry and fisheries. Thank you. Thank you. The next speaker, it's a honorable MSc for Limpopo Economic Development, Environment and Tourism, the Honorable MSc Mokone. Honorable MSc Mokone. Thank you, sir. Thank you, okay, Honorable okay, House from... Chair and members of the NCOP, <clears throat> Deputy Minister Soto, Honorable Fikile Kasa and committee members, MECs from various provinces, ladies and gentlemen. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for allowing us to address you today as we come together to debate the budget speech delivered by the Honorable Minister of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment, Mr. Babrak Krisi. As Limpopo province, we support the minister for a leadership displayed in delivering on the priorities for environment 
jointly with provinces. We want to say to the minister, indeed, with simple means, we have to work together if we want to succeed in what we are doing. The Department of Forestry and Fisheries and Environment is mandated with the task Yes. The head can only be allowed if it's cultural or it has to do with your religion. But if it's a style, it can't be allowed in the house. <laughs> yeah, you can continue. <laughs> you can continue. <laughs> um, sorry for that. Um, the Department of Forest, Fisheries and Environment is mandated with the task of guiding South Africa's response to climate change, and it has commissioned the development of national adaptation strategy for South Africa. The strategy will give effect to the implementation of the National Climate Change Response Policy 2011, which provides South Africa's vision for an effective climate change response. In support of the national initiative, the Limpopo province hosted a consultation session on South Africa's draft updated national determined contribution under the Paris Agreement. This consultative process is being undertaken to solicit input from the various key role players within the province. Our contribution as a province will go a long way in shaping our climate change, uh, response action, as well as access to much-needed support in future for the benefit of our people and the environment. Our effort towards climate change, adaptation and mitigation include the following. Climate smart agriculture, food security and livelihood program, the FESATLALA, a food production support program implemented by the Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. This program aims to combat food insecurity as well as various community adaptation projects facilitated by, by Trust Trust in Mopane District. Clean energy and green transport program, the renewable energy that is biogas and solar initiative in Skokuna District Municipality, as well as integrated rapid public transport known as Lietolapulukwa. We are working with German Society for International Cooperation towards the development of climate change and indigenous knowledge system assessment and need analysis report, which will form part of the national adaptation strategy for the council. On the 13th May 2021, we commenced with consultation of traditional leaders and healers throughout the province. This program will run until the 1st of June 2021. As the Limpopo province, we welcome the high level panel report that was tabled by the minister in the public domain three weeks ago relating to the management, breeding, hunting, trade, and handling of elephant, lion, leopard, and rhinoceros. The province welcome and support the engagement initiated by the minister with private rhino owners recently. 
critical to any conversation strategy of rhino is the minimization of the long-term con conservation risk to the species. This will inculcate conservation status and sustainable utilization of the natural resources within the sector. Communities that are living next to protected areas must be assisted to utilize natural resources for their sustainability and livelihood. We support the department's initiative where communities that are living closer to the Kruger National Park benefit from these resources. The province has 47 nature reserves. In support of this, we have commenced with the commercialization of, of this reserve. Evaluation is underway for three commercialization projects that were advertised and additional four to be advertised before the end of June 2021. We have a responsibility as government to ensure that communities benefit from these rich natural resources on their doorstep. We have signed a co-management agreement with some of the community bordering protected areas. This process facilitated and encouraged good relationship between the management authority and the neighboring communities. This type of partnership did not only create platform for much needed jobs, but also provided tangible and social benefit for communities residing adjacent to protected areas. Honorable Chair, the province also welcomed and support the whole rollout of the presidential economic stimulus program, such as municipal cleaning and greening program, as the people and parks youth program that are aimed at ensuring that marginalized jobs are created for the youth. The province has implemented a waste relief funding program from which 48 beneficiaries have been paid 4.5 million. We thank the minister for allocating 82 million for phase two of the presidential stimulus package for waste economy project. We applaud the minister for a consistent leadership in coordinating MinMEC to champion the issues pertaining to the environment. The, the province in pursuance of the same goal is also convening MEC, MMC forum. This will go a long way in collective decision-making. In conclusion, honorable chair, would like to commend the minister for her stewardship in delivering our priorities for environment sector jointly with provinces. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable uh, MC Mukoni. Thank you. Honorable members, uh, the next speaker it's uh, Honorable Debrain, the one that has replaced Honorable Clute, will be doing his maiden speech. So we'll give him that respect as it is his maiden speech. After that, Honorable Mama is taking over from me. Honorable Debrain. Thank you, Jefferson, and honorable members. South Africa is a country that is dependent on its natural resources, agricultural land, and water resources. These resources contribute millions to the economy, and the results would be devastating if we should ever lose one of these resources. Unfortunately, we are well on our way to, to destroy our freshwater supplies and forest areas with the constant pollution from our municipalities. In the Mangaung Metro, for example, a main 
main line was leaking hundreds of thousands of liters of raw sewage into the Bloom Sprite, which eventually ended up in the Mother River and the Grease Drift Dam. Hundreds of farmers are dependent on these rivers and dams for ag agricultural purposes, and the result of the pollution are less than favorable. What's even more worrying is the fact that the main line was leaking raw sewage into the Bloom Sprite ever since 2013, and it's only been attended to a couple of weeks ago. To ensure a sustainable environment for future generations, these types of pollutions and many others must be eliminated and procedures must be put in place to prevent further pollutions in the future. Climate change is also unfortunately a reality and extensive research is needed to prepare ourselves for the changes in the future. Farmers should be informed and trained to anticipate what's to come in the future regarding climate change if we wish to have food security for future generations. Furthermore, research must be intensified to determine the impact of climate change on, the, uh, on our oceans, where the fishing industry contributes billions to the economy and provides thousands of job opportunities. Ongelukkig voorzitter, kost al hierdie goed geld. Studies navorsing en infrastructuur is dier, en dit is kokkend om te denk dat die regering bereid is om die begroting met sowa 22% te snijd. Voor alles gekyk moet word na instanties vir die groenskerpioene, wat totaal onderbevonds is en nie in staat is om effectievelik hulle plichte te vervolgen. Landbouw, bosbouw en visserij is de hardloop van die land en is een brose deel van ons samenleving wat opgepast moet worden voor toekomstige generaties. Niet net voor voedselzekerheid, maar ook voor werksgeleentede en die bouw van onze economie. Die 7 miljard rand wat beschikbaar is voor die departement, is een druppel in die emmer van wat nodig is, maar het is daarom een begin. Als kaderontplooiing en corruptie uitgewis kan worden, zal miljarden randen extra beschikbaar zijn om hierdie kardinaal belangrijke begrotings voldoende te bevonds. The decrease in funding for this department will have severe consequences in ensuring a sustainable environment for agriculture, forestry and fisheries, and will not serve in the best interest of our people or the sustainability of a healthy environment for the future. Thank you, Chair. Thanks, Honorable Member. The next speaker is Honorable Deputy Minister of Forestry, Fishery and Environment, Honorable Soju. Thank you very much. Good morning to Minister Barbara Chrissy, my chairperson of Select Committee, Honorable Tebo Mudise, members of the provinces, MECs, and all delegates. South Africa has one of the most magnificent environments in the world. Because of our rich variety of plants and animals, our country is ranked in the top of three most uh, biodiverse uh, on earth. This places on us as lawmakers, business, civil society, and citizen, an enormous responsibility to ensure that all of us work together and to ensure our natural environment is protected and that we are all able to live in harmony with nature. This means that the sustainable use of our natural resources in the development of our uh, economy and the upliftment of the lives of our people would not, should not be such that it destroys the environment we live in. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, land is the foundation of all life on earth and engine of economic growth. We can feed more people if we treat our soils with care and prevent land degradation. We recognize the role played by our trees in our environment and their contribution to the greening of our country. As part of government greening program, the president has directed our department to coordinate and facilitate the planting of 2 million trees annually 
for the next five years. This makes our five-year target to be 10 million trees. The trees to be planted over this period will include those that provide shade and fruits and those that will green human settlements and assist in rehabilitating degraded areas. Planting trees and cleaning of the communities will be intertwined. The sourcing of trees from community-based nurseries and small and medium enterprise will stimulate local economic development. We believe that the planting of these two million trees annually would need us to look at these initiatives in a broader context of greening that is aimed at also addressing issues of climate change, beautification of our surroundings and rehabilitation of degraded areas, amongst others. To ensure that two million trees are planted annually, commencing this financial year chair, the department will explore partnerships with non-governmental organizations, corporates, municipalities, sector departments, and other public entities involved in the functioning of greening. The Department of Human Settlement and the municipalities are the center of plants as they will have plans in terms of which area to be getting new housing settlements. The department will be refurbishing four of its own nurseries this financial year to meet the demand of the greening program. The nurseries are Worsley Western Cape, Blumhof Northwest, Rusplas Limpopo, and Kwakwa in the Free State. The refurbishment of the nurseries will increase production and employment for the local communities. Honorable Chair, Forestry Master Plan is a formal implementation plan that has been endorsed by labor, industry, and government to ensure for creation and sustainability of decent employment, long-term investment, and the transfer of skills and expertise to the next generation. With the forestry industry on board, the master plan will ensure that forestry becomes a transformed industry and represent all sectors of society. The department has identified three plantations, namely Rampitas in Limpopo, Lehana and Makuba in Eastern Cape, to be transferred to the local communities this financial year. This is towards achieving focus area two, which is the transformation of the sector. This is but one example of how the master plan will be implemented. Chair, as we adapt to and mitigate the effect of climate change, we will be working closely with the entities such as South African Weather Service to ensure infrastructure meets the needs of community and that the increase in extreme weather events does not cause loss of life. To, to secure our food, avoid floods and draft damage and the health of uh, and the health of present and future generations, we need to make sure that we meet the constitutional rights of all South Africans to an ex, um, environment that is not harmful to their health and well-being. The one area we need to scale up is the levels of public awareness about climate change and how various communities could ready themselves to deal with it. We need to make sure that early warnings information reaches um, affected communities timelessly. In spite of the limited resources, we have ensured that the repairs and maintenance of source equipment is not compromised so that we can continue to provide the requisite services. In order to constantly improve these services to the general public, SOS has recently introduced a new early warning service called an impact-based severe weather warning service to provide early warnings information to the affected community timelessly. To address climate change, the department and partners have implemented 
a number of interventions and municip at municipal level. I will mention just a few. In the Overbeck and Amatole district, a project to support building climate resilient of coastal communities, ecosystems, and small-scale fisheries is being implemented by WWF South Africa. In this project, aquaculture farming is being supported and a mobile app has been developed so that serves as an early warning system for small-scale fishers in the selected areas. In the Vembe district, Limpopo Women for Climate Justice South Africa is implementing a project to build climate resilience and reduce vulnerability of smallholder mango farmers in Hebron and Matule and surrounding communities. Climate smart methods of mango farming are being uh, practiced and training provided to communities. The project is looking at alternate sources of livelihoods and diversifying away from the vulnerable mango farming sector. Chair, it is no use uh, to always boast that Africa has a wealth in diversity and wildlife, when in the real uh, essence, the majority of black Africans continue to be deprived from being game uh, farmers and uh, land owners. Our Department's Biodiversity Economy Program and South Africa's Transfrontier Conservation Area seeks to empower communities so they can manage their own ecotourism project within the cross-border environment. South Africa's protected areas are not only important for biodiversity conservation, but also for ecotourism and the development of the rural community. Ecological sustainability and resilience to climate change while safeguarding more than 418,000 biodiversity-based jobs. As we recover from the severe impact of this pandemic, we must not only address the short-term economic pain it has caused on our economy, but we must make the opportunity to ensure a more sustainable, just, and equitable society. Our recovery must improve the environment upon which our livelihoods and well-being depend, and must also tackle climate change and ensure social equity. The big investment in infrastructure must be measured against these values. Chairperson, through the EPWP program, Sunparks will create over 23,000 FTE opportunities, 29,000 jobs for youth, 24,000 for women, and 1,000 for people with disability. More than 2,000 MMCs will be contracted to perform a variety of services. This will allow Sunpex to establish the basis of the national park and enable placement of staff and other resources in the region to be able to expand and support the national park without incurring the potentially prohibitive cost associated with the operational management of a larger area. Chairperson, the protection of our environment is of the utmost importance. This is an area that holds enormous wealth in terms of job and economic development with millions of people relying on nature for their livelihoods. Chaperson support will also be given to develop capacity and environmental education strategies to improve the competency of municipality personnel and improve environmental performance as alluded to by the chairperson and also by a member of a parliament from the free state. The Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment annually participates in the IGP analysis session of, uh, to assess the environmental sector government in all 278 municipal IGPs across the country. 
South Africa is a water stress country chair, but it's also a country that boosts almost 300 estuaries. Provinces will soon become the responsible management authorities for these important water bodies, which means you will have the responsibility of developing and implementing estuarine management and, uh, plans for the estuaries within their own jurisdiction. While the department has a legal mandate to manage the six estuaries, the rest fall within the mandate of the provinces. Provinces are therefore urged to enter into agreements with the willing municipalities to take over the functions of the many estuaries within the provinces. At local level, you are best placed to be effectively manage the estuaries. The plans that have already been developed, a number of challenges stand out and will require commitment and dedication and strong coordination of all activities to be successfully addressed. Chairperson, uh, in conclusion, I would uh, do well, we would do well to work together to address all the challenges that face us uh, uh, as we adapt to and mitigate climate change, as we create a nature-based economy from which all our people can benefit without harming the environment. In conclusion, I would like to thank the Honorable Minister for her leadership during uh, this year. Uh, Minister, I've worked with many ministers in my career, as you are aware as a Deputy Minister, but I must say that you are one of the best. I, I know that it's always difficult of being a woman led by another woman because of some other challenges that we women sometimes get ourselves in. But I must say today here that you've been one of the best in this uh, sector. To Team A, which is then my banana, you are one of the best. I thank you very much, Chairperson. Thanks, Honorable Deputy Minister. The next speaker is Honorable Ex Ngwezi, IAP. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. And uh, greetings to all honorable members uh, and MECs and minister. The right to an environment as concerned in section 24 of the Bill of Rights in our constitution compels government to guarantee our right to not only a healthy environment, but also to each and every individual. The responsibility for safeguarding the environment must also be shared among all South Africa's citizens as stakeholders. If government is not up to the task, then as a people with a common vested interest, we must hold them to account over any and all shortcomings in terms of environmental governance. However, it is at local and provincial government levels in particular that the sustained use of our environment is best managed. Human resources in this, in this field must therefore be rapidly developed within traditional structures, local government, and provincial legislatures. Each province has access to unique resources that can be responsibly tapped into for economic stimulus, stimulation wise, simultaneously ensuring long-term sustainability. What is meant by this is that, for example, wildlife can be used 
for educational and tourist benefits without impacting the sustainability or threatening its extinction. There are various roles to be played in protecting our environment and wildlife and the call to be consciously aware of the impact we have of our environment will find us smarter in the way we make us of good, such as single-use plastic pollution in our environment and including our rich marine environment remains one of the most concerning and detrimental pollutants. In South Africa, we have had traditional methods of producing many items that can be used for our daily consumption, such as the making of wood and cutlery, which is both beneficial to our rural and larger economy as well, non-harmful and biodegradable. The IFP sounds the call for single-use plastics, which should be immediately banned. Honorable Minister, we urgently call on you to put together a task team and address the sewage issue that has been flowing into the Clip River near the Zakin area. This poses an immediate threat to the people who stay in that area as they use it to cook and drink with. Clean water is our human right. It is not a right that anyone looks forward to forfeit. Honorable Minister, this is an appeal on behalf of all the people of this nation for you to work closely with the Department of Water and Sanitation to ensure that you achieve a target seizing all instances where water is polluted, particularly rivers, dams, and streams where people rely on this precious resource. Uh, with that said, Honorable Chair, the IFP accepts the department's budget. Thank you. Thanks very much, uh, Honorable Member. The next speaker is Honorable C.F.B. Smith, DA. Thank you, Honorable House Chair. Am I audible? Honorable yes. House Chair, am I audible? Yes, you are. You are. Yes. Thank you very much. You are. Thank you, Honorable House Chair. Honorable House Chair, uh, firstly, I want to say to uh, MEC Mokone, I, I suggest that he actually gets out of his cozy chair in his air-conditioned office and get himself on the ground and visit the villages of Polar Park, Parkmo, Hamichel, and Sekhakapeng in Mahalakwena that must breathe in the vulgar smell of feces flowing down the uh, Dorks River into the Mohalakwena and Nails Fly water system. Uh, then, uh, Honorable House Chair, I also uh, want to um, say to the Chair of the Committee, Honorable Medici, um, that uh, she said that uh, municipalities must uh, be brought on board. Well, I ask which municipalities? Because they're all falling apart because of ANC corruption. Honorable um, House Chair, Honorable Minister, we have a country littered with environmental disasters occurring every single day. One of the biggest contributors to this pollution are local municipalities that are falling apart due to maladministration, fraud, corruption, and the incapacity due to carded deployment. These municipalities were looted to the bone by greedy ANC carders who have no, who have no shame at all. The municipalities fail to keep up with the demand to deal with sewer and refuse issues and their systems are overloaded as the ANC government just don't get the principle of future planning, investment and basic maintenance. 
Everything is most about fat tenders and what cut is mine. Sewer are flowing freely into our river systems and in some cases are even deliberately pumped into rivers, dams and the ocean. Minister, Honorable Chair, uh, can you please protect me? Thank you. Um, sewer are flowing freely into our river system and in some cases are even deliberately pumped into rivers, dams and the ocean. Minister, we need you and your department to be our watchdog to ensure that our environment is looked after and protected. We need you to ensure that there is the necessary capacity to deal with the policing and inspecting to ensure environmental compliance, that there is the necessary capacity to investigate, charge and prosecute offenders. We need you to fight for our environment, Minister. It is a serious problem to keep uh, someone accountable for environmental crimes when a local municipality is the offender. We, uh, because accounting offices are, are changed like underwear in municipalities. Just as a case uh, gets up to speed, then you find that uh, the charged accounting officer is no longer uh, employed and then uh, the process has to start from, from scratch again. A case never sees a day in court. We urge you to look into the matter, Minister, and make the necessary proposals for a change in legislation to improve accountability. I know, Minister, you are going to tell us that you don't have the budget because you have, uh, have unfunded mandates and so does municipalities. This is because your department gets uh, the back end of the tail when it comes to the budget. Well, Minister, this is totally unacceptable and just shows how reckless, irresponsible and short-sighted this ANC government really is. Minister, our health system can barely cope with a pandemic. Do we really want to subject it to the scenario where we have no more fresh water systems, which will uh, result in our health system being overloaded with cases of cholera and other waterborne diseases? As I said, Minister, we need you to fight for our environment. Minister, I trust that you will be responsible and oppose any attempt to expand or invest in any further nuclear power generation and will rather advocate for sustainable green alternatives. You and your government have an obligation to keep with the Paris Agreement. Although we are at this stage so far off target due to the NC's government inability to move beyond coal-generated uh, power. Minister, I raised a matter with you a while ago about the red tape and unnecessary duplication of processes relating to the trade and transport of wildlife across provincial borders, even within a single uh, province's border. Wildlife farmers are struggling to get the necessary permits to trade and transport their wildlife because each uh, province has its own process and they do not communicate with each other. Minister, we definitely have the technology that can be applied to make this process more efficient, easier, faster, and more cost-effective to coordinate between provinces while still applying stricter regulations on wildlife movement to protect our ecosystems. 
Will you commit to investigate and initiate such a system in the near future? Freshwater aquaculture has great opportunity for development and large-scale job creation in South Africa, as fish can be, uh, can be a cheaper and healthy alternative food source for ordinary South Africans, and more specifically, poor South Africans. But for this to be a reality, your department will have to revisit some legislation to make it more accessible, easier and more cost-effective for small and medium farming uh, enterprises to invest. Currently, legislation is a serious hurdle and constraint on fish farming growth. The farming of tilapia and catfish is in closed and isolated systems should be easy, fast and cheaper to get approval for. This will create lots of job opportunities, improve food security and re will reduce the strain on our natural ecosystems due to illegal net and trap fishing practices, which is what, uh, what your department should be striving to achieve, Minister. The DA believes in a sustainable environment and are committed to green economy, uh, to a green economy as well uh, as we are already implementing this policy where we govern. We are also committed to the optimum and sustainable use of our scarce natural resources to ensure that future generations can also experience and pick the fruits of the beauty of our beloved country and all its natural jewels. The only government that is committed to a green economy is a DA government. And where we govern, we get things done. This is uh, the time for change now, the DA difference. Thank you. Thanks, uh, honorable member. Uh, the next speaker is Honorable Westenzin, Western Cape Chairperson Standing Committee on Agriculture, Environment and Affairs and Development Planning. Over to you, Honorable Member. Honorable House Chairperson, the work of the Department of Environmental Affairs, Forestry and Fisheries is of the utmost importance to the Western Cape. In the case of Vote 32, we see a net decrease of 12,3% in the annual budget. This at a time when the pressures on the environment and therefore the need for the stricter enforcement of environmental laws and regulations are mounting. Today, I want to touch on four aspects important to the Western Cape. Those being alien vegetation, the plight of those that used to work in our state plantations, the 30 sandparks and lastly the management of our marine resources. The Western Cape has an internationally recognized and sensitive biodiversity. Our floral kingdom may be the smallest of the six floral kingdoms, but we have the largest variety of plant species. What makes it even more special, my apologies, what makes it even more special is that approximately 70% of its 9,000 plant species are found nowhere else on earth. The conservation of natural vegetation within the Cape Floral Kingdom is therefore in, of international conservation significance. We unfortunately have a huge problem with alien vegetation that is threatening many of our fainbost areas. And it is also affecting our water supplies. 
it has been calculated that the most cost-effective and sustainable way of maximizing the runoff to our dams is to clear our mountains of alien vegetation. Serious questions were, and still are being asked, particularly after the recent fire on Table Mountain about the fuel load of aliens, which aggravate the intensity and thereby the damage caused by felt fires. The Western Cape Provincial Government, municipalities and private landowners are spending millions on alien clearing. Pines, which spread from state plantations onto our mountain slopes, represent just one species that is causing severe headaches. I therefore think it's only fair to expect increased support from this department for our fight against alien vegetation. There's our a far more serious issue, and that is the plight of those that used to work in the former state plantations. Speaker, let me put it bluntly. This department, then called DWAF, has turned its back on its former employees in the Western Cape. The residents of Borstorpe, such as Lamotte, Diepwalle, Havakwa, Kransbos, Meerlust and Nieuweberg, to name but a few, suddenly found themselves without jobs when these state plantations were leased to uh, MTO, Mountain to Ocean. Today, they are still staying in wooden houses and infrastructure without proper maintenance on land technically registered in the name of the Department of Public Works. And we all know how that department has been mismanaged. The sudden lack of local supervision formerly undertaken by plantation managers led to a state of neglect. There's been no economic empowerment of workers in terms of share ownership, as was the envisaged employee share ownership programs that have never been put in place. The frustration levels amongst these former state employees are running high. Honorable Speaker, House Chairperson, my apologies. I therefore call on government to no longer turn its back on these people. Where these Borstorpe are not too far from existing towns and where municipal services can be provided, financial support should be given for the upgrading of the houses and infrastructure. Properties need to be subdivided and municipalities supported to take over the upgraded in infrastructure. And where these Borstorpe are too far from public amenities, or where proper municipal services cannot be provided, these former workers should be assisted in relocating to suitable housing schemes in neighboring towns. But most importantly, they should be assisted with training for jobs. The situation is remarkably similar to the plight of those who are left behind when a mine closes. In those cases, government support is available through investments in training and the establishment of small enterprises. If that can be done for mine workers, why can it not be done for former state employees? I listened with great attention to the minister's intended review to address the fragmented management of parks. Sandparks is managing large, well-known nature reserves in the Western Cape. Many are not only highly important landmarks, such as the Cape Point and Table Mountain reserves, but they're also of international importance from a biodiversity perspective. The management of these reserves bring with them huge responsibilities. Unfortunately, sandparks failed dismally to ensure the safety of visitors to, for example, Table Mountain. We've seen visitors being murdered for their cell phones on Table Mountain. The image of South Africa as a dangerous tourist destination is strengthened by these incidents. 
It is unacceptable that people are allowed to set up illegal structures and light fires for cooking and heating on Table Mountain. The losses caused by the recent fire on Table Mountain will hopefully serve as an inspiration to look at, relook your budget allocation and to act decisively to improve the safety of visitors to the mountain. The Western Cape coastline accounts for about 85% of all fishing activities in South Africa. Many coastal communities know little else in the form of jobs than those linked to fishing. While I appreciate the minister approaching the courts to set aside her own department's decisions in the allocation of fishing quotas, the delays in the fishing rights process have had a devastating effect on these communities. Just last week, two individuals with almost 24,000 dried abalone were arrested. The wild stocks of abalone have been almost decimated, despite the best efforts of law enforcement agencies. The task of patrolling our coastline is enormous. I call on the department to consider a completely new approach and regulations regarding abalone. The commercial abalone farms are highly effective to fertilize abalone and have offered to make available to your department excess abalone larvae and small abalone. The proposal is that these be sowed in suitably rocky areas of our coastline. This has been done for years in Japan and New Zealand. Commercial abalone farms also propose that the local communities must then be handed the right to farm legally with abalone on these allocated stretches of our coastline. Minister, your department contemplated such an initiative at one stage, but the application process, conditions and forms were so challenging that the communities that need to gain from this were not able to properly organize themselves and apply for these opportunities in time. Won't you please consider the practical implications of this for the next round of calls? We clearly need a new approach whereby coastal communities, some of which were making a living of fish, abalone, crayfish, and etc., for hundreds of years, can again legally access the opportunities that our marine life has been offering them on their doorsteps. House Chairperson, in closing, we all know that the economy needs a restart. We all know that we should make the most of our natural resources, particularly those that can contribute to sustainable economic growth. I therefore call on the Minister to ensure that this budget is managed to ensure a sustainable environment that will continue to long-term economic growth. I thank you. Thanks very much, Honourable Member. Uh, the next speaker is Honorable uh, G.M. Mvoko, Eastern Cape. Honorable Mvoko. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chair, uh, Minister Barbara Christie, the Deputy Minister, Honorable Members, uh, Senior Government Officials, ladies and gentlemen, good day. Honorable Chair, let me first appreciate the time I have been given to make a contribution to today's proceedings. We do this at the time when we are celebrating Africa Day as a continent. Our duty as a nation is to ensure by action that we participate in the transformation of Africa into being the global powerhouse of the future as part of our African agenda. As we observe this day, let us deepen our efforts to achieve a sustainable and lasting social and economic recovery for the citizens of Africa. The African Trade Free Trade Area Agreement would play a key role in boosting 
uh, aid in Africa and ensure the broadening of economic activity. Honorable House Chair, we're delighted that the long-awaited climate change bill will be tabled towards the end of the year by the Department of uh, Forestry, Fisheries and Environment, Environment, which will enable all spheres of government to plan, allocate budget, and implement adaptation and mitigation measures in line with the National Determined Contribution and United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. All spheres of government will have to ensure that there is a dedicated budget allocated for the implementation of the provincial, metros, and district climate change response strategies when we are planning for 2022-2023 financial year. The province will be expected to establish a premier climate change commission that will report to the newly established presidential climate change commission. This governance structure will assess if we are implementing and reporting accordingly. Honorable House Chair, the Department of Economic Development, Environmental Affairs and Tourism in the province is participating in the DFFE-led initiative that is focusing on cleaning and greening program in infrastructure and protected areas. The program will create 60 working opportunities in each local municipality that is participating in the Eastern Cape and 120 work opportunities in each metro. Eastern Cape Parks and Tourism Agency will benefit as well as it was confirmed that their submission will be funded. The province will be gazetting an Eastern Cape recycling strategy to support recycling initiatives and has identified construction and demolition waste as an opportunity that will have to be funded and supported to create jobs. We, as the provincial department, will create 970 work opportunities across seven municipalities by implementing environment uh, EPWP projects that will focus on waste management and eradication of alien and invasive plants. These will contribute to building climate change resilience, ecosystem rehabilitation, and biodiversity conservation. We also participate as a department in the Operation Pakisa Initiative for Planning and Joint Operations in the province, targeting illegal developments, illegal sand mining activities, rhino poaching, psychard smuggling, and abalone poaching by organized environmental crime syndicates. It it chairs an Eastern Cape environmental working group composed of the Department of Economic Development, Environmental Affairs and Tourism, DMRE, DFFE, and the agency ECPTA, as well as private rhino owners, DPP offices, the DPCI, Hawks, Sandparks, and the DWS, and this governance structure discuss, share, and advise on how the environmental legislation and crime cases dockets uh, should be compiled and cases attended to. These are all intended measures to ensure effective and adequate utilization of our land, of our natural resources, and the beloved environment towards sustaining our economic prosperity as a country. These are significant endowments for which we must always and tirelessly demonstrate our sense of responsibility towards them, not as a mere courtesy, but fundamental principles as enshrined in the constitution. We support the budget. I thank you all, Chair. The next speaker is Honorable T.P. Matibe, African National Congress. Honorable Matibe. 
Thank you very much, uh, House Chairperson and uh, Honorable Minister and Deputy Minister, uh, members, special delegates, uh, fellow South Africans. Um, Honorable members, we rise on behalf of the African National Congress to support budget vote two. And uh, we have got uh, some few reasons that we put forward why we support this uh, budget. Just before I, I do that, I would, I would like to just correct uh, uh, some misinformation that uh, put forward by honorable members. The first one is on the irregular expenditure. We must indicate and appreciate the work that the department is doing in terms of reducing the irregular expenditure and the downward trend that shown by that, uh, indeed, honorable minister, we really appreciate the work that you are, you are doing in that, uh, in that regard. We, and that can also be seen by the improved uh, audit opinion um, as uh, put forward by the general. It's a clear indication that uh, the minister and her department uh, are at work. Uh, Honorable De Brain and Honorable Smith uh, on cadre deployment. Uh, um, well, let's, let's start here. Uh, Deployment was happening uh, even during apartheid, uh, but uh, unfortunately, because the people who were deployed then were not called cadres, that is why you could not call it cadre deployment. You can call it cadre deployment thanks to the ANC that uh, you are able to understand what the cadre is. We, we can trace it back uh, as far as the heads uh, of regime when there were uh, poor white policies. They were deploying poor whites, not even caring about whether they are qualified or not, because they were whites. It's just that the deployment was racially based, unlike this one where we, we deploy in terms of the capacity. Um, the people of South Africa, in terms of what they want, is shown by uh, the by-elections that we have just uh, have just happened now, that is why we were able to wallow <laughs> the opposition in the by-elections because they see the work that we're doing as the African National Congress. Honorable Minister, we really wish to welcome and commend the 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 work that we are doing in putting South Africa into a new trajectory of sustainability and economic development. The role your department is playing through your three PAKISA programs, the OSH, the uh, Biodiversity Economy, Ocean Economy, and, and, and is welcome relief for rural economies, especially managed by traditional authorities where uh, we, we, we come from. The thousands of jobs you are already the sector and expected new jobs in the horizon will really assist the jobless youth to address youth unemployment, employment of women, as well as people with disability will get a, 
a much needed boost. What is most important, honorable members, is your initiative to industrialize and localize value chains of our indigenous biological resources. We also want to commend your department for one of the leading uh, departments on advocating for climate adaptation uh, and mitigation. We believe that resources at our disposal in, in our country, we can also in the near future produce proudly South African vaccines, food supplements, and other cosmetics that will be able to assist our people and create much needed uh, jobs. Um, on ocean and coast, uh, Honorable House Chairperson, the, the vote will see the repair of five estuaries as well as the implementation of estuary management plans for Buffalo uh, City, Deben Bay, Richards Bay, and uh, in the Orange River. It, was, it has been reported by CSIR that a number of South African estuaries contribute almost four billions to the gross national uh, income, and that will also create job uh, and employment opportunities. Sanbi, um, the House Chairperson is one of the entities of the department established in terms of the National Environment and Management and Biodiversity Act. Um, and in the report, that uh, 2018 report, the, it identified challenges faced by the ecosystem and biodiversity. And when presenting the National Biodiversity Assessment Report, Honorable Minister, as I quote her uh, in this regard, said, this body of knowledge should be used as a basis for policy planning and decision-making regarding the wise use and conservation of the country's biodiversity assets and management and restoration of ecological infrastructure. On Working for Fire, House, uh, House Chairperson, we all know the devastating impact that wildfires have on our biodiversity, national parks and agriculture. Working on fire program has provided job opportunities of more than 5,000 young men and women, fully trained as forest firefighters and program addresses prevention and control of wildlands uh, fires. The, for the proper management of our forests, the vote will this year see the department developing the regulations for the tabled national field, uh, forest fires amendment uh, bill. On forest management, the importance of protecting and looking after our national forests cannot be overemphasized, the uh, House Chairperson. It is um, important that we ensure good management of forest land as it is in the interest of the African National Congress to realize the transfer of forest land to the traditional communities as the source of economic uh, activities. Waste management, Honorable Nsuba has already covered that area. And we wish to indicate uh, upfront that we we, 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 we really support the work that is happening in the fishery sector where the level of transformation has been realized and continue to be realized within the Department of uh, Environment, Forestry and Fisheries. We heard that cooperatives in small scale fisheries will be 
with issues with issued with fishing license when other provinces have already allocated rights uh, under fishing rights allocation. Comment the work that uh, the minister is doing. Mugaganya Guama sa Zangano African National Congress. She called tickets. Vice Pantago Minister. Now she may have Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Honorable Matiba. The next speaker is Honorable. Thank you very much. Oh no. Honorable. Please. Malabongwe. Honorable uh, Minister of Forestry, Fisheries and the Environment, Honorable Papra Chris. Thank you very much, uh, House Chair, and let me extend belated greetings and best wishes to all honorable members for Africa Day. Uh, House Chair, I don't have a lot of time, so let me deal with a few issues. First of all, there has been an impassioned plea today that more should be done with regard to enforcement. I can report to this House that over the last financial year, there were 3,500 inspections conducted by the Green Scorpions. These inspections resulted in 971 enforcement notices and also resulted in 203 criminal investigations being handed over to the National Prosecuting Authority. Not bad, I'm sure you will agree, honorable members, for one year. All of these cases were in the many different areas for which we have responsibility. Wildlife trafficking, air pollution, water pollution, uh, Pakisa Operation 5, uh, as well as uh, other areas where there were transgressions of environmental law. Yes, it is true that there are budget constraints, but in my view, this particular enforcement agency is doing extremely well. And we are also working hard with municipal and provincial enforcement agencies to train their inspectors better and to empower them to add force multiplier effect to the work that we are doing. In addition to the work we are doing around inspection and enforcement. We're also doing a lot of support work for provinces and municipalities. We've spoken about the work we're doing with regard to climate change. There's a tremendous amount of work we're doing with regard to waste management because we are of the view that our country is dirty. And I think it's for this reason that this, in this particular year, we have targeted the cleaning and greening program so that we can target stubborn dumping areas in communities. But honorable members, we have to agree that members of the public must change their behavior. They must desist from throwing household waste and fast food packaging into the environment. And we would also urge consumers to be much more conscious of the packaging that they consume and to join us in combating single-use plastics uh, when they purchase fast foods, because this is a whole area that I think that none of us want to see uh, because of the impact that it has on the environment and more specifically on the oceans. 
With regard to the, the vexed issue of permits for the wildlife economy, the high-level panel addressed this area in some detail, singling out red tape in what is known as the 9 plus 1 plus 1 as a particular inhibitor to the biodiversity economy. And this matter is indeed uh, receiving attention. And of course, ultimately, you have to take the people out of the process and uh, utilize the developments of the fourth industrial revolution if you want to make it much more effective. With regard to aquaculture, this is recognized as an important contributor and uh, an important job creator. And we are hoping that in the course of this financial year, the aquaculture bill will come to the National Assembly. I would want to say, honorable members, that we agree that we have to constantly address the issue of alien species. And I think that we have to constantly work with our provinces in our our partners in provinces to ensure that we reduce the the impact uh, of alien species on our water supplies and also the fire threat that it poses. But I would want to say to Honorable Member van der Westhuizen, the Western Cape government has a duty to provide appropriate shelters for homeless people. All we can do is request them to leave the parks. It is not, we are not running the Department of Social Development, and it is your government's responsibility in the Western Cape to make sure that these people who are extremely vulnerable should not be forced to seek the mountainside as a point of refuge. And I think that uh, this matter has been raised extensively with your government during the process of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Honorable Arnold, they say that the truth should never stand in the way of a good story. And indeed, you were very dramatic in your storytelling today. But let's look at the facts. The facts are that of that 3 billion irregular expenditure, only 130 million comes from my term. The previous amounts come from previous uh, terms when I was not on the watch, as you put it. However, this does not mean I am not taking responsibility. We have laid criminal charges around this process. We have forensic investigations underway. We have disciplinary procedures underway. We have done retraining of our officials and we have re-established the DACs and the BACs with permanent chairpersons so that all of these issues relating to tendering for suppliers should happen in the manner prescribed by law going forward in the future. With regard to car power, Honorable Labuskakni, uh, I am the appeal authority. I don't want to comment on this matter, but uh, last week the department did indicate that they are appointing a independent uh, legal person to ensure that as the EIA processes are addressed, they are addressed within the full compliance of all prescripts that would need to be followed. Um, I can see, Honorable House Chair, that uh, you are looking at your watch. I think I have utilized my five minutes. And uh, let me thank all honorable members once again and say that uh, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your constructive criticism. And we hope to work together in the future for the good of our environment. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank honorable you. member. Honorable delegates, that concludes the business of the day.
I, I wish to thank the minister, special delegates, and Salga representatives for availing themselves for the debate. The House the is adjourned. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you. Recording stopped. The house is